Come Holy Spirit, give you permission to do and to speak whatever it is you desire. We pray that our minds and hearts and souls will be the fertile soil of the gospel, that your word may bear great, rich, and abundant fruit in our life. Lord, illuminate these scriptures and these mysteries for us. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. You ever feel like you kind of get stuck in a spiritual rut? Just kind of trying to move forward and maybe exerting a lot of effort and just getting discouraged or, or maybe you've been cruising for a while and all of a sudden you just kind of fall off the track. There's this interior battle, this spiritual battle going on. Well, if you haven't, then wake up, right? Because uh, it's happening to us all. We're all in this spiritual battle. But if, if, if in particular right now, like you're like, in this moment, I'm just... This longing to move forward, this effort to move forward, but nothing is progressing. And the question that I want to ask all of us today is, what is our current relationship with Mary like? As we're journeying now in this fourth week of Advent, which is going to be really long, like a day, we've been journeying with Mary. And maybe if we feel like we've been longing to prepare for Christmas and stuck in that rut, then our question is, what is our current relationship with Mary like? Now, you may be thinking to yourself, okay, Father, here we go again, another Catholic giving way too much credence to Mary, giving her way too much influence. You know, what's, what's going on here? And that's not it at all. I mean, none of us have any spiritual grace or power or movement. The Lord can't use us without Christ, including Our Lady. So anything that passes through her hands and her heart comes from Jesus, empowered by the Holy Spirit. But the Lord loves to use mediators. God loves to use people. If you don't believe me, read the Bible, right? It's just over and over and over again. The Lord's like, hey you, I want to do some cool things through you. Go over there and do it. No, I'm not big enough, strong enough, smart enough, whatever it is, is like perfect. The weaker you are, the more powerful I can be. And so this is particularly true with Mary. Now, we could talk about this and how Mary helps us in this spiritual battle in so many ways, but today I want to focus on one, Mary as the new Ark of the Covenant. Mary as the new Ark of the Covenant. Now, just a little review, like what even is the Ark of the Covenant? We remember the Exodus, the Israelites are in slavery. God tells Moses, hey, go get them. Moses is like, not me. And God's like, yes, you, go get them. And so Moses goes and all these things happen, right? And they're going out and they're set free. And on the way out, they take a pit stop, right? And God's like, hey, Moses, come up the mountain. I'm going to give you the Ten Commandments. So the Lord makes this covenant with his people, giving them his very word, establishing this deep relationship with them. And at that same time, he says, this is what I want you to do. I want you to build a tent. I want you to build this tabernacle. Because there's not currently a temple for them. 
So this place of meeting God, this place of worship and communion with him, he says, I want you to build a tent so that you can take it with you through the journey in the desert on the way to the promised land. And the central piece of this tabernacle, the central piece of this meeting tent was the Ark of the Covenant. And if you read the scriptures, there were a very specific way that God told them to build it. Then he put something in it. This is where I want you to keep the Ten Commandments, where the word of God would be how. And then what God says, then I will overshadow the Ark. If you remember in scriptures, the glory cloud, right? This was God showing his mysterious presence, a cloud in the day and a pillar of fire at night. And that when the, the cloud would move, right, then that's when they would pack up their camp and begin moving across the journey of the desert. And when the cloud would remain still, they would stay, and the Lord protected them, and his presence was there in the ark. The ark was that place signifying where God and his people would be in communion with each other. Now, another key part of this is that they had to fight a number of battles as they were going across the desert, getting into the promised land. And if you read the scriptures, when they went into battle with the ark, they won. When they went out the ark, they got their tails whipped. Reminding us, right? If we try to fight on our own, we're going to get our tails whipped. If we rely on the power and the presence of the Lord, then he will overcome with us and for us. Now, what ends up happening, right? They get to the promised land. They build the temple. They have the ark in there. But then trouble arises, exile, destruction of the temple, and the ark is lost, right? Until Indiana Jones finds it. (laughs) Praise the Lord for Indiana Jones. But the ark is lost, and that's what this whole movie is about. Like, where's the lost ark, right? What's in this? For the people, they, they come back from exile, they rebuild the temple, but there's no ark. In the Holy of the Holies, they're missing the Ark of the Covenant. And so there's still these theories, right? Maybe you saw recently on like Google News or whatever, hey, I think the Ark is in Ethiopia. There's these monks, and they're the only ones who go in there. Where's the Ark? If you read Maccabees, it tells us where the ark is and what happened to the ark at least. Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah, took it, went to Mount Nebo, which is where Moses was, to look over to see the promised land before he went, but where he couldn't go in, right, before the Israelites went in, and he hid it there. And the prophet Jeremiah said this, the ark will return when two things happen. When the Lord reveals his mercy and the glory cloud reappear. When the Lord reveals his mercy and the cloud of glory reappear. So when we get to the Annunciation, and the angel Gabriel tells Mary, hey, you're going to be the mother of God. She's like, how is that going to happen? What does the angel tell her? The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, will make a cloud over you. The same verb that was used for the glory cloud in the Old Testament of the Ark of the Covenant. And so a Jewish person who's like, hey, where's the Ark? Like when they read the Annunciation, they're like, okay, wait, time out. Mary's the Ark? 
is Mary the ark? And then St. Luke, he gives us the visitation today. Now, I'm just going to skim through this. If you want some more information, you can read Dr. Petrie's new book, Jesus and the Jewish Roots of Mary. But we read the visitation, and most of the time we think, like, oh, it's just a beautiful encounter, right, that's there. But what St. Luke is trying to say, one of the things, he's like, Mary is the new ark of the covenant. How? Well, in the Old Testament, when David was bringing the Ark of the Covenant into the temple, this is what happened. There's these parallels. It said, David arose and went to the hill country of Judah to bring up the Ark of God. What do we have in the visitation? Mary arose and went into the hill country of Judah to visit Elizabeth. And David, King David, he says he admits he's unworthy to receive the Ark, saying, how can the Ark of the Lord come to me? What does Elizabeth say? How is it that the mother of my Lord would come to me? And then David, when he was in the presence of the ark, he literally leaped for joy and he shouted in praise of God. And so John, what does he do? He leaps in his mother's womb, in Elizabeth's womb, at the sound of Mary's voice, and Elizabeth shouts with joy in proclaiming the Lord. And there's more details here, but more to show us that Mary is the place where the Lord is coming to make his presence known, to be with his people. She is the new ark. She's the new tabernacle. You know, the word of the Ten Commandments were in the old ark, and the word of God made flesh is in the new ark of Mary. So today, maybe if you're stuck in a rut spiritually and feeling like you can't move forward, Are you going into spiritual battle with the ark or not? Are you holding the hand of Our Lady as you seek to try to grow in faith and in virtue and in holiness? Because if we're going by ourselves and not going with the ark of the covenant, then we're missing out on a really beautiful gift and power that the Lord wants to give us. So I want to encourage you, if it's been a while since you've prayed the rosary, I want to just a, a little bit of a, a little homework, right? A little end of Advent, beginning of Christmas homework. Just pray one decade of the rosary for the next month. It's been a long time since you've prayed the rosary. Pray one decade of the rosary every day for the next month. And if the Lord inspires you to pray your entire one, do so. And do so with like a a meditation on the scriptures, a rosary meditation on the scriptures. Why? Because Our Lady helps us understand the life of Jesus. And if we go into this spiritual battle with the Ark of the Covenant, then the Lord will overcome. I guarantee you something in your life will change. Guaranteed. Are you, am I, stuck in a rut? then let us take with us the new ark, Our Lady. Why? Not because, like, the Ark of the Covenant wasn't cool. I mean, it looked cool, right? But the thing that made it powerful was God's presence. And so our Lord is present in Our Lady in a uniquely powerful way. This is part of the grace of Christmas, that she is a vessel of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Let us take her with us every single day and watch the Lord perform miracles in our journey through the desert as we enter into the promised land of this unique and powerful relationship with our Lord. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, 
And how does this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me?